Oh my goodness, what a weekend, and it ain't over yet. Welcome into the nation's college basketball show and podcast as the 2021 NCAA tournament continues on into Monday still with the opening weekend. It's a rare, weird situation because of COVID-19, the scheduling changes, etc. Usually we're done. Usually we get a chance to Ah, exhale on Monday. Uh Uh-uh. Eight more games, all starting up at noon Eastern time, all the way through midnight again on Monday, just like what it has been traditionally previously on the fourth day on Sundays. And we're here all about it on college basketball coast to coast. I am merely the somewhat capable, somewhat rested, somewhat keeping track of all the basketball every which direction host of the program, TJ Reeves. I've got some great guests coming up to join me. Tyler Jones will be here in a few moments from the Tyler Jones Live podcast. Love his insight. Uh, Lots and lots of it in and around the Big 12. Tyler's a former radio host in and around Lawrence, Kansas. He's now with Local News Live, national syndicated a news outfit out of Omaha, uh, Nebraska. So, hey, we got multiple multiple ways to talk to him, multifaceted here because he's going to talk Big 12. And, oh, by the way, Creighton in action with Ohio U. Mark Wise, my analyst uh, from TuneIn and College Basketball Coast to Coast, Mark from ESPN and the SEC Network has been with me now for some nine years on this show on College Basketball Coast to Coast. So I love his insight. He'll have a bunch uh, for us for the Monday games and the recap of the weekend quick reminder however you found this show social media link etc subscribe on apple podcast college basketball coast to coast and there are many many of you that are finding it and subscribing keep doing it keep subscribing the show comes automatically to you we're here every day in march all the way through the final four in early april You don't want to miss a thing, and you'll get the show automatically as soon as it is ready to go if you're subscribed. Also, find us on TuneIn, streaming at the top and the bottom of every hour, 24-7 streaming on the TAG Sports Group channel, T-A-G, TAG Sports Group channel, free on TuneIn. Go under TAG Sports Group, and you'll find this show at the top and the bottom of every hour. All of that out of the way. Without further delay, let me get to my man, Tyler Jones. I love his... Uh, insight for a lot of different reasons not the least of which is college hoops the big 12 brother man how is your bracket feeling uh because we have had so much madness and mayhem it's good to have you uh because all of us right now are suffering from the likes of oral roberts um and others like abilene christian uh ohio U pulling upsets how you doing how's the bracket feeling (laughs) Oh, man, TJ, I'm kind of in the same boat as most folks right now, where my Midwest region is just blown up with (laughs) Illinois being out of the equation. And I know some folks had Oklahoma State as their pick there. Uh, You go up to the uh, South region, I know some folks had Oklahoma State there. So I could be in worse shape. I still have three of my final four picks but nonetheless this has been an incredible tournament so far to this point I know that it's been a different tournament under these circumstances of COVID-19 in Indiana and everything and I know that it was unfortunate we missed out on that VCU Oregon game but other than that this has certainly lived up to the hype and been one of the best opening weekends that I can recall TJ. Yeah, we didn't have any of this uh, a year ago. And man, have we made up for it with the frantic finishes, the excitement. Uh, Again, for Sunday night, let's hone in kind of on Sunday night where uh, in two different games, 
Uh, the 15 seed Oral Roberts roars back from a 10 point deficit a couple of times late to beat Florida. Kind of simultaneous to that, around the same time, Houston as uh, a two seed out of the American Conference comes battling back from 10 down against Rutgers out of the Big Ten. I mean, this was just a, a classic example in both of those games. It is not over in the NCAA tournament. And the little guy, ORU, some kind of story. Give me some more insight here on how they have done this. They obviously put it together and won their conference tournament for the auto bid. Now they have slayed Ohio State and come roaring back to beat the Florida Gators to get into the Sweet 16, Tyler. It's an amazing story with this Oral Roberts program. You go back to the 90s when – Bill Self took over, and that program was nearly shut down. And he came in and took a six-win team and turned him into about a 25-win team. And they were just happy to be at, in the NIT at that point before he departed and went to the University of Tulsa. And Scott Sutton was there for a long time, did a solid job as their head coach, but had a falling out with the university president. He got fired about four years ago. In comes Paul Mills from Baylor who was a relatively unknown uh, commodity. But sure enough, here he is year four there at Oral Roberts, and he takes that program to heights that haven't been seen since the 70s to get to the, uh, the Sweet 16 here. Just remarkable with the limitations that program has, all that they've been through to see this day. But when you look at Max Acemus, this guy's the nation's leading scorer. What have we talked about, TJ? You and I in these conversations you we've had, whether you came on my show or I was on your show, whatever it may be, constantly we've said what? Guards win in March. Sure. And they have the right guard leading the way. The one of the best point guards in the country and Acemus uh can do everything and what they've been able to do down low. Um uh they they I said before the tournament they were one of the most dangerous 15 seeds I'd ever seen. And sure enough, they, they've come to life here. And what I would say, too, looking at their wins against Ohio State and Florida, this is a team that can score points. They can shoot threes well. They actually didn't shoot that great in that win against Ohio State, believe it or not. They shot better against Florida. You could make a case that maybe, just maybe, their best game is still in front of them. They've already played Arkansas. They had a competitive game against Arkansas earlier this year where they went toe-to-toe with the Hogs uh, going to uh, – uh, uh, they, they led at halftime, ended up losing in, in a tight game late. But watch out. I want to count out ORU's chances next week against uh, the Hogs there in the Sweet 16. Yeah, that one is coming, that's for sure. And what a great job. Uh, expect a miracle was always the the phrase from Oral Roberts, who founded that university, and it has been kind of miraculous. I mean, they oh, were yeah. the last second shot uh, in the semifinal of the conference tournament, and that has just spurred them on uh, since then. Great win again for them, um, and again for the younger guys. Just give me another thought here for the for the little guys for the Missouri Valley champions, Loyola Chicago. They began Sunday with a fantastic performance beginning to end in beating Illinois a lot of people including me had Illinois in the final four but they got dominated by Porter Moser's team who guarded them well defended the three-point line well defended Desumu well and then put on an offensive clinic that was not a fluke and Loyola Chicago once again showing mid-major power whether you're talking about 
Uh, them previously, Wichita State before them, VCU before that, George Mason before that. There has been some magic, and Loyola Chicago looks like they have it again real quick, Tyler. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, they, they certainly do to this point. And Porter, Porter Moser's done an incredible job with that uh, that program there. And one thing I would think about with Loyola Chicago, too, is the Missouri Valley uh, has done fairly well for a mid-major, especially considering the schools that they've lost to bigger conferences like Wichita State and, among others, the last several years, Creighton as well. Um, but I think a team like Loyola, who kind of you know went easy for most of the season, their only real competition was Drake, I think they were kind of rusted of some sorts that they didn't, they weren't like Illinois who went through that tough big 10 slate all season long where every night was a dog fight. I think they were kind of rested. They were the more energized team. Yeah, it's true too uh, on that. And uh, I know you didn't say this, you were kind of around it. Uh, you know, the, the whole thing about Loyola being underseeded, blah, blah, blah. You're going to have to play tough teams in the tournament, no matter when it is. And Illinois got every advantage imaginable to be able to beat Loyola Chicago from budget to players, et cetera. Bottom line is Loyola just outplayed them. All right, give me some Big 12 insight just real quick, and then I want to move on to the Monday games coming up here on College Basketball Coast to Coast as we talk with Tyler Jones first. He's leading things off. Mark Wise coming up with me here on the program, kind of recapping Sunday. And again, we've got eight more games for Monday Uh, to get to, and and Tyler and Mark are going to do a good job of helping me with that. From the Big 12 standpoint, Baylor earlier in the day, impressive. Uh, They win. Uh, By the same token, though, there were some Big 12 teams that took hits. Uh, Syracuse continued to make great outside shots. West Virginia made it a game, had the lead, then couldn't hold the lead, and Syracuse outplayed them, beat them. Great finish, as you already alluded to. Arkansas uh, hung on to beat Texas Tech in a great back-and-forth game. And then late night, Oregon State continued their magic. Uh, That Pac-12 magical run from their tournament has now continued with upsets of Tennessee and now Oklahoma State with wins. Give me a thought or two real quick on the Big 12 teams from Sunday there as I just laid it all out, Tyler. Not a good day for the Big 12 uh, on Sunday, no matter how you slice it. But I think kind of what we talked about with, you know, some of those Big 10 teams like, uh, like Illinois and, and Wisconsin and others is that these big 12 teams went through such a, a, a tough slate that, you know, they looked tired at times. You know, Oklahoma state was in this, it looked like, you know, a game with Oregon state that they very well could have won. I mean, I, I think the better team lost in that game on Sunday in all honesty. And, you know, you, you look at say Texas, for example, Oklahoma state, Texas tech, these were teams that, you know, were playing relatively well towards the end of the, the regular season. And they didn't necessarily, uh, you know, the, they came in playing really good basketball and they weren't coming in off of, uh, you know, taking a hit of some sorts. Didn't have that wake up call um, going into this tournament. You, you look at Oklahoma, for example, Oklahoma was not playing good going into the tournament and all of a sudden played really good in that second half against Missouri there. And again, you can't, you can't say that Texas wasn't hot. Texas won the Big 12 tournament. And then again, Abilene Christian showed just like Oral Roberts, just like Ohio University and on and on. That Loyola Chicago, they've got players. Uh, Abilene ACU's got players and outplayed they Texas do. at the end when it mattered uh, there on that. 
Um, and again, uh, you know, Big 12, very deep conference uh, as well with a lot of teams in the tournament. And we'll now see what happens. We'll kind of transition this into uh, Monday and the slate of games with Tyler Jones for just a couple of more moments here. The first games uh, out of the box will include uh, Oklahoma getting a shot at Gonzaga. You mentioned Lon Kruger's team with the win over Missouri. Oh, goody, your reward is you're playing arguably the best team in the tournament uh, here. Give me a 30-second thought. That is the second game on the Monday slate, 1.40 central time, but a, tw- a 2.40 eastern time in Indianapolis. What kind of shot does Oklahoma have to hang in here? Just real quick. Uh, not much of a chance. Uh, that's a bad matchup for Oklahoma. That Gonzaga team is just a complete basketball team. I like that the, the players Oklahoma has, Manic, Reeves, and company, but too much. I think Gonzaga, I like their path to uh, to get that final four. I think they're going to take care of business just fine against Oklahoma. I like them by at least five. We'll see if Lon Kruger has something for Gonzaga. Of course, his son, Kevin Kruger, just got hired on Sunday evening by UNLV, elevated to head coach. It's been a big weekend for the Krugers. He already got a win again in the NCAA tournament. Lon Kruger, his son, gets the UNLV gig. Now they get Gonzaga on Monday afternoon. We'll see what happens. Now, again, as I mentioned, Tyler is working for Local News Live, nationally syndicated newscast outfit, doing a fantastic job with them. He's been there a couple of months. You're in Omaha Nebraska, where they have to be talking some about Creighton, and Creighton is going to be in the action in the early evening against the upstart Ohio Bobcats in a 5-13 game. Creighton seemed to get its legs back there. Tough battle uh, with UC Santa Barbara, but they outlasted them and and made one more stop at the end. So is there a little bit of buzz for this Creighton team trying to make the Sweet 16 real quick? I think so. You look at – you go back to the Big East tournament. They were in a dogfight with Connecticut, found a way to win that game. Same story there in their opening round game with what they were able to pull off and uh, that one there. And now you don't have to play Virginia, who was a pretty talented bunch. I think you'd much rather face Ohio, even uh, even over a shorthanded Virginia team. So a Creighton team that dealt with you know adversity with you know the coach making controversial comments and getting suspended a couple weeks ago. I think Creighton fans, if they make it to the Sweet 16, are going to be more than pleased after uh, what all has gone down here in the last couple of weeks for that sport. All right. Uh, again, you are uh, you have tremendous insight and have been covering Kansas basketball really for the last three or four years with your radio duties, uh, et cetera. They are up last against USC on Monday night. You referenced already the come-from-behind win against Eastern Washington showing something. They found their legs. Of course, they had the COVID pause. Uh, after the Big 12 tournament, could practice as much. What do you expect out of them quickly uh, for this game on Monday night? Well, what I like about this Kansas team on Monday is they get Jalen Wilson back from COVID-19. And this Kansas team is pretty much going to be at full strength. Uh, they'll have David McCormick. They'll have Jalen Wilson. They'll have all these guys here. They're playing really good basketball right now. They got the guards. They got the bigs. It's a good mix for this Kansas team. Um, USC is going to be a problem. USC is a tough matchup, and the Pac-12 looks a lot better than advertised. Uh, but I think Kansas can pull this off. I think they can make some noise here because they're playing their best basketball of the year right now. Yeah, USC long and athletic, but Kansas with an experienced head coach. It will be interesting. You always love these little plugs. On this very show on Sunday, Jason Powers threw this out there that Andy Enfield combined at Florida Gulf Coast and at Southern Cal 8-0 and against the spread in the NCAA tournament. And it is Kansas slightly favored uh, in this matchup here with USC. Just keep an eye on that uh, for Good this teams matchup. Win. Great teams cover. 
That's exactly right. And we'll see what happens uh, with that uh, and with the line. We know what happens with this man. Tyler Jones Live. Love his insight. That's the name of the podcast as well. The Jones Report is the name of the podcast. Follow him at Tyler Jones Live on social media. See him on local news live on the great television stations, correct, in some, what, 60, 70 markets, something like that, and on the Internet, right? We get to see you there as well. And my friend, stations all across the country, covering the nation on your station. Local no, no doubt. And are we ready for eight more games on a Monday? It is rare that we got. Are we ready for this coming out? We're ready for the ball to go in the air again here in a little while. So I'm on air from three to eight o'clock central time. <laughs> and we have three TVs in our newsroom. You better believe all three TVs are going to be on uh, three games at once. I'll be paying close attention. Hopefully, uh, KU can get a win and uh, represent well. But it should be fun. Best time of the year. We've been waiting two years for it, TJ. I love it. Can't get enough of it, man. Indeed, coming off the weekend, it would not be complete unless I get some insight and some analysis from my analyst who has been with me. Good gracious, uh, he just got, he has to be wondering about this time. Can he ever get rid of me? Uh, for all these years with Sirius XM, Fox Sports Radio, now on TuneIn. I keep saying this is our eighth year that we've been doing this on TuneIn with the NCAA tournament and also college basketball, coast to coast, the podcast. Mark Wise back with me from ESPN and the SEC Network. Love the insight. We had eight games on Sunday. We've got eight more on Monday, and I want to begin with you with a couple of thoughts. We talked a lot about the Oral Roberts win over Florida just before you came on. Loyola, Chicago, great win with Illinois. Great to have you, but the little guys once again, including Abilene Christian, who's in action later tonight, the little guys again demonstrate, give us the shot. We can put it together for 40 minutes. Here we go, Mark. TGA, the right side of my bracket reminds me of Bill Murray and Stripes when he was asked, where is your sergeant? And he goes, <laughs> blowed up, sir. So um, I, I only have one uh, a, a team that has advanced that I picked into the Sweet 16. That's Arkansas. Man. And everything else is a complete miss. I thought, you, going back to the Loyola Chicago uh, Illinois game, I, I really thought Illinois got a little hard headed. Um, obviously, Loyola was guarding their high ball screen action expertly, took the sumu out of the game. We're not going to let him play downhill. And Illinois made no adjustment. And then the way they guarded Crutwig, the way they allowed him to do whatever he wanted on the offensive end, again, no adjustment. Um, and, and again, they play as a consequence, they played uphill. And when you play uphill in the NCAA tournament, you're asking for trouble. I think you're being kind. I think Porter Moser, uh, not only outcoached, uh, Brad Underwood, but he exposed and embarrassed him as the game went on running all kinds of different defenses, running all kinds of different offensive sets. And it was almost right. like arrogance. Is arrogance the right word? Illinois felt like we can play one way and get back in this game, and we're not going to adjust. Even if we go down with the Titanic, uh, it was bad. And one more fun one on this. There are job openings like Indiana, Utah, and others. Uh, Porter Moser's agent is lighting up another cigar <laughs> after that, uh, correct? I mean, we love the coaching carousel. That that win was worth at least another mil a year, depending on wherever he goes after beating yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any question about that. I, I, I would be – shocked right now if Porter Mosier coaches at Loyola next year oh yeah and Indiana's got to come after him and you would think that Utah where he has a previous connection as a Majerus assistant would be very interested we'll see 
Um, all right, a couple more off of Sunday. Syracuse, we've not talked a lot about in this edition of College Basketball Coast to Coast. Mark Wise, what did they do well? Well, again, if you don't know how to play behind the zone, everybody knows that Syracuse's wings are very high. You must get below the zone and come in and out that way. Everybody just says, well, play inside out. Well, that's, that's easy to say, hard to execute. But I would let, rather see – I always want a lob option against the Syracuse zone because those wings are so high. So screen the middleman, lob to the basket. I also like your postman to come in from behind the zone so that those wings have to look around and see where players are. If you just kind of tom-tom the ball outside, ping-pong the ball outside, the zone wins. And if you're not used to playing the zone, and we've seen this, TJ, year after year after year – that Syracuse zone gets better in the NCAA tournament because they're playing people who are not used to seeing them. Very true. And we saw it to San Diego State. We saw it even against West Virginia, who has been used to historically Huggins against them, but for his players, the length of it, et cetera. And they've shot the three so exceptionally well. Here we go again with the same kind of theme we've talked about on a couple of shows. If the scouting report says do not leave them open on the perimeter, you've got to adjust your defense at this point moving forward. If you're Kelvin Sampson in Houston, that scouting report has to say do not leave shooters. Do right. Repeat, underline, do not leave them. It's one thing if they're going to go by you and go get two, but right now you got to you got to change the defensive dynamic, correct? Uh, absolutely. Or at least try something. Yes. I mean, even in the Florida loss last night, they, they weren't able to do anything defensively down the stretch, but they tried the one, three, one, they went to the three, two, they couldn't guard them in the man. At least they tried something. Now, offensively, they, they grinded to a halt and that's a different conversation. I'm glad you mentioned Houston because you've heard me say for years that in order to make a run, the NCAA tournament, you've got to have NBA talent. You got to score you got to be healthy, and somewhere along the way, the basketball gods have got to smile on you. The basketball gods have not smiled on Houston the last two years. Remember a couple of years ago, they missed two free throws. Jordan Poole makes the uh, uh, three-pointer for Michigan. They go on to the uh, uh, NCAA title game. Last year, they had another heartbreaking. So maybe, maybe the Cougars were due for a smile from the basketball gods. And I got to tell you, they got one. They better not rely on another one. Well, and and I, I wanted to vomit after the Mark kid, the freshman, hit the half-court shot against Memphis. That's the same kid, a right. freshman who got the putback, the and one, great comeback against Rutgers, and now they will play Syracuse uh, coming up. You worked the SEC Network and worked Arkansas a few times. That was a great game with Texas Tech. Give me 30, right. 45 seconds on what the Hogs did, and they're in the Sweet 16 with Oral Roberts now. An absolute rock fight is what that game was. Um, I think Arkansas could play that way in January. I, I had them multiple times in January. Didn't have them in the top five of the SEC at that point in time. Um, Justin Smith is a difference maker for them. I mean, he, he is the glue. He was my all-glue captain in the SEC this year. I know Seth Davis had him on his all-glue team. That was after the fact, by the way. Um, but needless to say, here's the thing. I think we don't. We talk about Moody. We talk about Smith. We don't talk enough about Jalen Tate, the Amen. competitive point guard, big point guard, not necessarily a great shooter, but man, does he kind of drive the engine 
And so uh, it, it was a, it was the game we thought it would be. And, um, you know, again, kudos to Arkansas because they now can win games in different ways. They could not do that in, in January. Well, and again on take, you and I had him in the Horizon League championship game for Northern Kentucky a year ago. He's a graduate transfer that comes to Arkansas and athletic, can defend, just a different factor on that, just something to keep an eye on uh, for the Hogs and what they were able to do um, in, in their win. And so that's a, that's a fascinating matchup uh, with Oral Roberts. Again, Mark Wise with me. A few more minutes. Monday slate of eight more games. This is unusual. We haven't had this before Love in the modern it. era of the NCAA tournament where we're going to start at noon Eastern time-ish and go all the way past midnight again on a Monday. Productivity across the country, Mark Wise, going down <laughs> by the half hour, by the quarter hour, as all of this goes on uh, during the day. Um, okay, so let's get into a couple of games that stand out on the slate. Again, with Iowa opening up with Oregon, you may know these results if you're listening later in the day, later in the afternoon, you haven't gotten around the TV. Iowa and Oregon stand alone just after noon Eastern time. Uh, in that matchup, Gonzaga, Oklahoma, right after that, about 2.45 Eastern time. Again, those are the only two games for the first four hours or so. Then comes the barrage of UCLA and Abilene Christian. Bracket buster. Somebody gets into the Sweet 16 on that. Creighton and Ohio right after that, around 6 Eastern time. A one seed Michigan and LSU about 7 Eastern time. Florida State and Colorado may be sneaky good uh, tonight in a 4-5 matchup to see who plays Michigan. Alabama-Maryland got to wait all the way till almost 9 o'clock Eastern time tonight, and then Kansas and USC. Again, as I like to say, buffet in front of you, a game or two or maybe more here that you're looking at out of the eight. You know, TJ, it's almost like the early games are the appetizers today. So I'm going to go straight to the entrees because I'm a steak and potato guy. So I, I'm looking at um, that that eight that seven o'clock game seven ten whatever they call it um, the LSU Michigan game. Um, I, I think this is going to be a fascinating matchup. Michigan playing without livers. We've discussed that LSU seems to be playing better defensively. They are a nightmare to guard in terms of Watford and Days and Smart and, and Cam Thomas, the bucket getter. Uh, I've got LSU in that one um, because, again, I go because Michigan violates my moving fo forward with being healthy. So I, I think that's one game. The other game that really intrigues me is the last game because of the matchup inside between Mobley and McCormick. I'm talking about Southern Cal and Kansas. I have Southern right. Cal advancing in that game. I don't trust Kansas uh, to score in a consistent fashion. Um, Andy Enfield's trying to get back to the Sweet 16 for the first time since the uh, Dunk City Florida Gulf Coast run. So uh, those are two games that really intrigue me as a coaching, uh, sort of watching the matchups, uh, watching the coaches in terms of what adjustments they might make. No doubt about that. About 90 seconds left here on college basketball, coast to coast. Again, we are back. Every day this week and all through the rest of the tournament through March at around noon Eastern time. Quick answer. Oregon did not play Virginia Commonwealth, as we well know. It was right. a walkover, a right. no contest. They haven't played in about 10 or 11 days after losing in the Pac-12 tournament. It may be longer than that. It may be 12, 13 or 14 days. How much does that affect them, uh, at least in the first half, against a very good Iowa team? Do you buy that? I, I would be more concerned about how – we're going to guard Garza if I'm on the Oregon staff, then 10 days off. And as 
as a side note to that, we've seen all these teams that went into deep runs in their conference tournaments last week. They're not around. So maybe the 10 days off, maybe that will help Oregon. Well, maybe it will. And again, you may already know the result there if you're listening to us on college basketball coast to coast uh, that Oregon played great or Oregon got blown out. Uh, Who knows? One more time. I'm very intrigued by Abilene Christian and UCLA. Who wouldn't be UCLA? The storied uh, historical brand name Abilene Christian just won their first NCAA tournament game, an all timer beating Texas in the final seconds. Again, a 30 second take. What does that come down to? What do you think? Well, let me show you my bracket because you're going to see that AC right there as in Abilene Christian. You did have them. Now, right above it, you're going to see BYU. Ignore so that, that. that. That's the beauty and the curse of the NCAA tournament. Abilene Christian is as quick and as connected in their half-court man-to-man defense as any team in this tournament. So I, I think they're going to be around at the end, but at the bottom line, in Mick, I trust, and I think UCLA will survive. What a story if they get into the Elite Eight UCLA, but let's see what happens with Abilene Christian, the number one team in the country, taking the ball away, and they mugged Texas with different defenses. Let's see if it happens. That might be 43 to 42 before it's over. <laughs> yes. on when First team to 50. First team to 50 <laughs> might win. Mark Wise, I always love this. Promise me we get you back later in the week because after today, we take a few days off before the Sweet 16 in this 2021 tournament. Thank you, my friend. I always love love the insight let's go with eight more on monday thanks tj love mark wise love tyler jones as well follow mark at mw hoops on social media he'll be tweeting away on this monday tyler jones and the jones report podcast is at tyler jones live for now we are done again subscribe to this podcast on apple podcast it is streaming top and bottom of the hour on tune in on the tag sports group channel tag 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 sports group channel you can find us streaming there for free on TuneIn. For now, we're done. Enjoy eight more games. We'll know the Sweet 16 after Monday in the 2021 tournament. You've been listening to College Basketball Coast to Coast.